when I drive through Greeley, you know, and I, I every day drive past homes and just wonder what's what's going on there, what's going on with that family and those children that are there. What kind of home are they growing up in? What what needs do they have? Is there conflict? Is there are there financial challenges? Is one person there depressed? And that stirs my heart and, and my desire to be a part of a church that is asking those questions and that is looking beneath the surface and loving people right where they're at. July of 2016, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, we tried to save my breast by doing a lumpectomy. However, that didn't work where well. I went for a double mysectomy. Apparently, Christ Community Church was gonna paint some houses and my house was chosen. So they went, they painted my house, and then after it was done and painted, we said our goodbyes, everybody went on their way. But however, um, when they found out about my surgeries, I started getting mails out of, out of the blues. I received a card with the money donation. Thank God for those people, because it did help. Um, all the dinners that were supplied to me, it saved me time for making dinners. It also helped me in my need, because I didn't have to get up and move around as much. I mean, there is this, this desire just really to change people's stories. And Pastor Allen approached me afterwards and talked to me. Many of the people in the congregation uh, came and put their hands on my shoulder and showed that, demonst and demonstrated that they really cared and prayed with me and for me and, and got us through. That's what God does. And I want to. I want to see that happen. I know we all. We want to see that happen more and more in this city. We want people to experience the wholeness and the life found in a relationship with Jesus. And so that's really behind all of our um, discussion about multiple sites and and uh, a building out west, a west campus. All of that is, it's about people. It's, it's not about buildings, ultimately. It's about providing places for people to come to know Christ. Greeley continues to move to the West, etc., and disconnects in some fashion our community with the heart of, of Greeley. But what you all are doing is actually creating a West campus, along with commerce to be around that campus, etc., to continue to tell Greeley's story. That's what I love about our church. I love about this vision and just being a part of a church like that. I, I want that. I want to be a part of a church where everyone sees the way Jesus does, where we see the people around us, the people we're driving, the, the houses we're driving past, and we're, we're, we're seeing through his eyes. We've been doing blocks of light under different names. Uh, for about three, three and a half years now. But we go out uh, once a month and work with families. Um, there was one family that I remember looking into their yard when we were first starting in the, in the first house. And we had tried to make contact with them multiple times. And I just looked at that side of the fence and saw we're never going to get over there. There's, it's never going to happen. And about six months ago, we were actually, I was standing in their yard, stripping out uh, weeds that were six feet tall. And the gentleman asked me why I, you know, where was I and where I'd been and got to share with him and also got to share the gospel with him. The, the church is supposed to be about people and seeing people in need. I've always seen Christ Community Church as somebody who's wanting to help the others in the community of Greeley. And we're responding with his heart to help, to, to love these people towards Jesus, towards this amazing love. It doesn't feel good when you just see people out there that 
that are having a hard time and you just let it go. And that's what God is passionate about doing. He, he, wants, to, he wants to reach these people and we are his instrument. We are his boots on the ground. It's all about him. And he's just using me as the conduit to put it on canvas and tell his story. You know, we, we are the ones he has called to, to move towards hurting people. They just seem so friendly. They seem so welcoming. They didn't judge. The doors were open. Didn't, they didn't care if you never attended or if you attended for years. You were part of them. You were part of that family you can always go back to. To hear their stories and, and just to invite them into this experience of Jesus' love for them. It's just the most beautiful thing to see. It's like the darkness falls away and these women, they become like God created them to be. Um, man, there are just so many people hurting in this city, so many people. He can use anybody. He can use me, and if he can use me, he can use anybody. Um, all you have to do is take that first step. When I think about ITI, I get so excited because of the impact, uh, the fact that we are impacting leaders who are then planting churches, and that church impacts families, and those families, the children are impacted. Creo sinceramente que Dios ha usado grandemente a la Escuela Internacional de Pastores para cambiar significativamente mi vida como líder, como pastor, como misionero eh, en todas las áreas de, de mi vida. Estoy muy agradecido con ellos. Amen. Hello, Christ community. I'm so glad you're here for this very, very special weekend. One year ago, uh, we as a church embarked on a very significant journey together, a vision called For the City and Beyond. This For the City and Beyond vision is really focused on one critically important question. How can we make a difference in this world in which we live. I can't remember a season in the life of our nation where there has been more anger, more relational conflict, more intense animosity than we're seeing right now. Not only that, the level of brokenness in people's lives is staggering. I mean, the prevalence of addictions, of anxiety, of depression, of loneliness, these things are off the charts. Families are falling apart. Children are left in the wake of that. How can we make a difference in a world that is so filled with anger and brokenness and emptiness and evil? See, the, the temptation for the church and for Christians um, is, is, is either to withdraw from our culture, right, protecting ourselves from the big bad world and the pain and the evil around us, or it's to power up and, and to try and force our agenda on people. But, but neither of those approaches impact, impact our world, cause any real impact in people, and they don't. They don't reflect the heart of God. So how are we to make a difference in a culture that is, so, that is filled with so much pain and, and evil and brokenness? Well, the answer to that question is, is found in an amazing, an amazing passage in the Old Testament, um, in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet who, who spent his life really warning the nation of Judah about their rebellion against God, that their rebellion against God would have negative consequences. He warned them and warned them and warned them, but they didn't listen. And eventually, those consequences happened because of their rebellion. The city of Jerusalem was overtaken, and its people were taken into exile into Babylon, which is 700 miles away. They were taken into exile into Babylon. Now, we got to understand, Babylon was the epitome of evil. I mean, from a Jewish perspective, it was the worst place anyone could go. It was like Las Vegas on steroids, okay? I mean, it, it just represented all that Judaism was opposed to in terms of idolatry and sexual immorality and false religions, but the people are sent there. Um, and so the question arises, how should God's people live 
in such an antagonistic culture? How should they respond in the midst of all the evil and the brokenness around them? So some wanted to fight, right? Some wanted to power up and fight. Others just wanted to separate themselves and, and withdraw. So in Jeremiah chapter 29, God tells his people exactly how he wants them to live in the midst of Babylon. Look very carefully. Look carefully at what he says. I'm going to read this. The, the words will be on the screen. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. This is God's word, and this is absolutely amazing. Notice what God is calling them to do in Babylon. It is not to separate themselves, and it is not to power up and fight. No, God says, plant gardens, build houses, seek the peace and the prosperity of the city that you're in. Now, this word peace is such an important word. It is such a powerful word. And it gets to the heart of what this For the City and Beyond vision is all about. I mean, when we hear the word peace, we tend to think of inner peace, right? Peace of mind or whatever. But the Hebrew word for peace, the word that Jeremiah uses here, the Hebrew word for peace is the word shalom. And that word means so much more than just peace of mind. The word shalom means a whole-bodied peace, a wholeness in our hearts and our emotions, a wholeness in our physical bodies, a wholeness in our relationships. Shalom is this beautiful picture of what God desires for each person, to be whole. It is the opposite of the brokenness that we see all around us, the broken relationships and the broken emotions and the the lives that are broken by conflict and gangs and, and poverty. Shalom is God's desire for every person. And guess who is God's instrument to bring shalom to the city? The gathered people of God. God wants his people to bring shalom to Babylon. And that heart and that passion have not changed. God still wants his gathered people, i.e. the church, to bring shalom, to bring his shalom to their city and their world. And here's the cool thing. We have something that they didn't have back in Jeremiah's day. We have Jesus. (laughs) We, We have the life and the forgiveness and the love that Jesus offers us in the gospel. I mean, the gospel is not just head knowledge. It is a reality we live in. And it has the power to tear down economic and racial barriers. It has the power to restore families and set people free from addiction. I mean, every one of us here, let's admit it, every one of us here wants to make it, we want to be a part of making a difference in this world, don't we? Every one of us here wants to make a difference in our city and our world today. And God shows us exactly how to do that. Be a part of a movement of God's people who are intentionally focused on bringing the shalom of Jesus to their city. That's what you and I can do. That's how we can make a difference in this world. Be a part of a movement of God's people who are intentionally focused on bringing the shalom of Jesus to their city. And that is what the For the City and Beyond vision is all about. It is about us, a gathered people of God, seeing the needs and the brokenness of people all around us and choosing to move towards that brokenness, bringing shalom into those places. So, and on this one-year anniversary, I want to just share some specific details of what God has been up to this past year, what God has been doing this past year as we as a gathered people of God are together pursuing this vision. Now, the For the City and Beyond vision encompasses four specific and general areas of focus, compassion, church multiplication, marketplace ministry, and leadership development. And so I just kind of want to walk through these and share some stories about what guys doing. So let's start with the area of compassion. We want to extend the compassion of Jesus towards the lost and the hurting and the broken all around us in, in the Greeley area and around the world. This has been a part of our church's DNA for a long time, but for the city and beyond has helped re-energize and refocus this desire. 
Now, this, this compassionate heartbeat is expressed, and for this and beyond, this compassionate heartbeat is expressed in five key areas. We are for children and families in our city and world. We are for the emotionally broken and addicted. We are for refugees. We are for those trapped in gangs. And we are for those caught in the cycle of poverty. So let me share just a few stories of what this compassionate heartbeat, how this compassionate heartbeat has grown this past year. I could share so many more. But we are limited in time here. So a few months ago, um, I uh, heard about, just through a conversation with some of the community, I heard that Jefferson Middle School had actually relocated to, across, to be across the street from our, our 15th Street campus here. And initially, it was just kind of a point of information. Oh, I didn't realize that, you know, just kind of a point of information. But during one of our staff meetings in, in November, as we were worshiping the Lord, I felt God laying on my heart this school across the street. I remembered how we used to have this great relationship when it was Cameron Elementary with lots of Kids Hope tutors who are now at Maplewood Elementary. We still have that partnership. And by the way, we're having an another, another incredible year with Kids Hope. We have 58 volunteer tutors that are once a week, they're mentoring children um, through Kids Hope. And that's, that's another story. Okay. So yeah, it's really cool. 58 of you. But again, that's another story here. So during this worship time, I, I, I stood up. I just felt this prompting. I stood up and I, I shared with the staff that I think God wants us to stop right now and to pray for Jefferson Middle School. And so we did. We prayed around our tables that God would bless the students and the teachers and the staff there. Well, that moment, that kind of prayer time stirred something in the heart of Stetson Beeman, our middle school pastor. And he very soon after that went over and introduced himself to the principal, which led to our staff writing encouraging notes to each of their staff members just before Christmas. I think we put in a Starbucks, small Starbucks gift card as well. They were very appreciative. Well, since then, Stetson has continued to check in with them and, 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 and with the staff and is discovering some, some ways, more ways that we as a church could be a blessing and could bring shalom, peace to them and to their students. And one of those ideas that's being discussed right now with them is the possibility of another Kids Hope mentoring opportunity with some of the students there. Now, I love this story for so many reasons. For one thing, it's just a reminder of the potential impact that can happen when we simply respond to the still small voice of the Spirit. Right? When we respond to that prompting of the Spirit in a particular moment, it's amazing the doors that get opened just by listening to the Spirit and saying yes to Him. But not only that, the, the students at Jefferson um, come from some of the most extreme and difficult and tough situations that life has to offer. I mean, many of them are being impacted by difficult family situations that include gangs, emotional brokenness, addictions. And these students are right across the street. They're right across the street. But because of For the City and Beyond, God is pointing our hearts in that direction. Let me share another cool story. We all know that so many people and families here in Greeley and around the world are, are caught in a cycle of poverty, unable to provide for their families. For them, the shalom of God is having their basic needs met. Food on the table, a job, right? A sustainable living situation. That's shalom for them. Now, poverty, and we, we know this, poverty and homelessness are very complex issues. They're, they're huge. They're complex issues. And we quickly discovered, as we began to wade into this this past year, we quickly discovered, I mean, this for the City and Beyond Vision, that partnering with other organizations is the best way to make a difference in these areas rather than using our time and resources to duplicate efforts that some other organization is already doing in this city. So, for example, many of you have heard of an organization in town called RISE, R-I-S-E, RISE, here in Greeley that for 10 years has helped hundreds of people get out of poverty through education and assistance. However, because of leadership changes in the last few months, our church has now taken a major leadership role in RISE moving forward. We believe in this organization. We believe in its value in our city. And, and it was because of For the City and Beyond, that vision that enabled us to say yes when this organization was in need, say yes and say, yeah, we want to step in and we want to help provide leadership and help in whatever way we can to keep this organization functioning. 
Another great story to tell is the growing partnership with Habitat for Humanity, the work that this gospel-centered organization does in helping people out of poverty by creating affordable housing is amazing. It is beautiful. We started this relationship last September with ShareFest, helping paint 15 Habitat homes and the wall at the ReStore. Hundreds of you were a part of that. It was a bit chaotic, but uh, was, was awesome. Nonetheless, I think I'm still trying to get paint out of various areas of my clothing and all of that. But we are, we are super excited to see where God is leading us in this partnership, leading us together in these efforts to help people break free from poverty. Another example, because of For the City and Beyond, our church has, has, has recently become a committed partner with United Way in their recent re- focus on ending homelessness in our city. So we helped sponsor a much-needed cold-weather shelter for the homeless that began in November. We not only gave $12,000 to this, we also have people and an e-group volunteering to provide meals and clothing. Plus, we have been able to give leftover food from Zoe's events to the people there to help feed them, which is just so, it's so cool. But not only that, we are also a part of a team of other churches and community leaders exploring. Right now, we're exploring how to launch a day center here in Greeley to help connect homeless people with with resources and showers and lockers, etc., In addition, God is opening up amazing doors with the refugee population here in Greeley. We recently welcomed into our 15th Street campus the Christ Community International Congregation, which is made up of refugees from Burma. And they're meeting regularly now at 11 o'clock. Their service is down in the fireside room, which is really, really cool. We love the work that the Global Refugee Center is doing. We have volunteers from our church who, who volunteer there, who teach and lead there. We have hosted a fundraiser for them at Zoe's this past year. We are partnering with Jobs of Hope, which is a ministry to help men transition out of gangs and out of prison. We hosted their fall banquet and we continue to discover um, um, just ways we we discover how we can come alongside what this organization is doing. I mean, some of those guys are, are, are now a part of our church family, which is so awesome. In terms of the area of the emotionally broken, I'm, I'm really excited, and we talked about Healing Center and all that, I'm, that's beginning to take shape. I'm super excited to announce that this fall, we will begin our brand new Paths of Hope ministry. And this ministry is going to be focused on walking alongside people who are battling addictions, or de- battling depression or anxiety, or her, who are just stuck in life, and they need some ongoing prayer and spiritual direction. And of course, there is the whole area of compassion on a global scale. I mean, For the City and Beyond is involved in ministries in India, two ministries specifically in India and Kenya that are rescuing girls from sex trafficking. We helped establish a medical clinic in Uganda that is serving hundreds of people regularly, bringing physical shalom to people who don't have access to basic medical care. I mean, those are just a few of the ways that the shalom of compassion is being expressed through For the and beyond. I could tell so many other stories, but we do need to get out of here relatively, uh, you know, on time or whatever, okay? But there are so many other stories. But I want to move on and talk about the second area. There's another area in For the City Beyond, a general area that we're, that we're, in which we're bringing shalom to our city and our world. And that second area is the area of church multiplication. When you read the New Testament, if you read, just, it just as you're reading the New Testament, especially the book of Acts, what you begin to see, you realize that God's plan to bring shalom to this world is through the local church. That's his plan. The establishing of healthy gospel-centered churches where people are welcomed and, and, and loved and they can come to know Jesus and they can grow in their relationship with him. And in turn, they can impact other people. See, the church is not an afterthought. Oh, let's try this church thing. It may work, it may not. That's, it's not an afterthought. The church is God's plan A. It has always been. It is God's plan A. It's his plan A to impact the world. So a critical part of For the City and Beyond is this idea of multiplying healthy churches. Now, this is happening internationally in amazing ways through our investment in some incredible partnerships. I was in Kenya last fall. I observed firsthand the impact of For the City and Beyond in helping train church planters who are planting hundreds of churches in that region. And I mean, we're talking some very difficult situations. They are planting churches in that whole region. We're a part of a church planting movement right now, and we 
We've been for years. We're a part of a church planting movement in Syria. We're a part of a church planting movement in Peru and Ecuador. Churches are being established as a result of For the City and Beyond. But there is also a local component to this. 200,000 people live within 20 minutes of us. Most of these people are not connected to a local church body. I mean, think of that. Over 150,000 people who don't know Jesus or are not growing in their relationship with him. They're not connected in spiritual community. So a few years ago, we came to the realization that there is a limit to the impact our one church facility, this 15th Street, our one church facility can have in this region. And so we started a Christ Community West, which meets at Northridge High School. But our long-term goal was to utilize some land we had been given on the west side of town, on 10th Street um, and 83rd Avenue, that intersection, and build a permanent west campus there as a way to multiply the impact of the kingdom in this region. Having two Christ community locations, permanent locations, that are thriving and growing means more people connected in community and growing in their relationship with Jesus and impacting their world, which is exciting. So let me give an update on where we're at with the West property. A year ago, almost exactly one year ago, when we unveiled this vision, if you were here, you know this, we were dreaming big, okay? We were dreaming big. We envisioned a two-building West Campus, one building for the worship center, and then one for the children's ministry in, in Zoe's West. And Well, when the three-year commitments came in, three-year financial commitments came in at $4.6 million, we realized that the two-building vision, this two-building vision was not God's will at that time. So we went back to prayer and just dialogue and brainstorming, and we developed a phase one strategy, one building that would house a 500-seat worship center, children's ministry, and a Zoe's West coffee shop, all in one building. We are super excited about the financial feasibility of this plan and the impact that it's going to have. And so, so when will we start, when can we start building? Well, as we've said all along, our vision for this West property is not just to plop a church building on these 35 acres of undeveloped land. Our vision is for the whole 35 acres. We want this entire property to be a blessing to Greeley. We want to create a destination development with bike paths and a park and family-friendly businesses seeking the peace and prosperity of our city. So in order for that vision to happen, we realize, we realize that we've got to invest in the infrastructure of the land. First of all, it's, it's just raw land. It's undeveloped. So if we had this vision for the 35 years, we got to invest in the infrastructure of that, which means bringing sewer and water and electricity and roads. Once that happens, the value of the land will increase significantly, which we believe will eventually help with some of the costs of the phase one building. <clears throat> so right now, we are focusing on the infrastructure. Lord willing, sewer lines will be going in late spring, early summer. Um, I know that's not, you know, real uh, jazzy and romantic and all that stuff, you know, fire up about sewer lines, but it's, it's reality, right? And that'll be followed by other infrastructure elements. Once that infrastructure in place is in place, we can break ground on phase one, the phase one church building, which we hope will begin, not finish, but we hope it will begin within 24 months. There are so many cool things that, that God just seems to be orchestrating as this vision, just to bring together for this vision. We are, we are right now, we're in dialogue with the Sea of Greeley. And they are very interested in putting a park in the middle of that property, um, which includes bike paths and green space, all that stuff. We're also in dialogue with a partnering organization, a ministry organization, interested in possibly utilizing one of the pads on the property for their ministry. So I can't wait. Honestly, I can't wait to see how God is going to bring all these elements together. It's fun to see things kind of happening here. And I, you know, these planes in the air that are, I think, going to land here. It's going to be really, really cool because we're just on the front end of this. We're on the front end of this, but the end result, Lord willing, the end result will be 35 acres of land that help bring shalom to our city. And on that acreage, a Christ community church presence, enabling more people to grow in their relationship with Jesus, multiplying this gospel spirit, mission, DNA in a greater way in this region. In other words, because of this West Campus building, more people are going to be for children and families. 
More people are going to be for the lost, for the refugee, for the under-resourced in our city, which is so cool, right? That's what all of us want. We want that. Now, a third area, we're talking about compassion, church multiplication. A third area in which we want to bring shalom into our city and world through For the City and Beyond is what we're calling marketplace ministry. Jeremiah says, in, in Jeremiah 29, he says the people of God are to help bring peace and prosperity to the city. Now, that word prosperity speaks of financial shalom, blessing the marketplace. You see, we as a church are passionate about seeing business as mission. Rather than separating out the, the secular business, oh, oh, here's the spiritual. Rather than separating those things out, no, 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 we want to bring them together. Well, what if we saw business as an opportunity for kingdom advancement? So we've already been doing this through our Zoe's Cafe and Event Center downtown. I mean, we've already been doing this. People in our city are using that space for life, for, for relationships. Businesses are using that space to provide corporate trainings and meeting space. Schools are using that space. High schools are using that space for, for prom, right? The Greeley Farmer's Market has been using that space this winter for, for on Saturdays for, for, for what they're doing. We have, we have 60 baristas that volunteer at Zoe. Many of them are not a part of Christ's community, but they love the vision of Zoe's. So through Zoe's, because of Zoe's, we sell direct trade coffee there, most of which we import ourselves from Via Rica, Peru, as a part of a relational connection we have with our missionary friends on a coffee farm there. And, and they're, they're, they're planning a church, and they're also doing the coffee farm thing, and we're using their coffee. We're selling their coffee through a direct trade relationship. We have the ability... At Zoe's, we have the ability to offer space at a discounted rate to partnering organizations like Saruni and the Global Refugee Center for their fundraising efforts and their fundraising banquets. I mean, Zoe's is a picture of how the marketplace can be leveraged for the kingdom, for the good of people's lives in our city, to, to, to bring about the peace and prosperity of our city. And, and as a part of For the City and Beyond, we want to keep this heartbeat going. We want to keep growing this heartbeat. We're looking at a Zoe's food truck that could bring this presence. It could bring, the, rather than people having to go to Zoe's, it could bring this presence to events and to things happening in our city and our region. I mean, I'm super excited about the impact this could have. This marketplace vision is why we're so passionate about developing the entire 35 acres out west as a way to leverage business for God's mission. And this is so cool. This marketplace heartbeat extends internationally as well. Part of your gifts to For the City and Beyond have been used to create what we're calling these women empowerment groups in Africa. What does that mean? A women empowerment group, what's happening is we, we, we as a church, we are providing money for micro loans for these women. So they have, they have capital, so they can, create, they can create their own business. And then they can support their family and they can continue to advance the gospel. And then they repay that loan money so another woman can use it. Others can do the same thing. I mean, it's just, it's multiplying donations in a powerful way. Just this last week, we started another women's empowerment group in Africa. Just this past week, it's happening again. I mean, well, what a cool way to bring the shalom of God into these places of poverty. That, rather than just a handout, we are helping them get on their feet and, and create a, a, build a new life for themselves and for their family. And we're valuing these women in the process. It is awesome. All of that is a part of this marketplace vision for For the City and Beyond. It's very cool. There is one more general area of focus in For the City and Beyond, and that is leadership development. This past year, through our International Training Institute, that's the ITI I mentioned on the video, ITI is, is short for International Training Institute. This past year, just this last year, 2,500 leaders have received biblical training. 2,500 leaders have received biblical training because of For the City and Beyond. And we're talking about leaders in Egypt. We have sent teams to, teams, teams to Egypt, Austria among refugees, four Latin America countries, and also four additional African nations. 
Plans are being made right now. Plans are being made to do an ITI training in Burma due to the connection we have with the Burmese refugee population here in our city. I mean, think of what this means in Burma alone. We, we know right now, we know as of now we, that, that recently there have been at least 6,000 new believers in Burma in 46 new churches, which is amazing. But there are very few pastors to lead these congregations. They don't have training. So they have asked us as a church through For the City and Beyond to train a new generation of leaders there. And we're saying yes, you know, we want to do that. But, but this leadership development focus is not just international. As, as a part of For the City and Beyond, we have put together a team of just, very, just tremendous leaders here in our church who have been meeting, they've been praying, they've been envisioning a leadership development process here at Christ Community where, where anyone who wants to grow as a leader, influencing their family, their business, their school, their ministry, they can receive leadership training here. And this plan is, is, is it's going to begin this coming fall. We're super excited about that. Okay, as I said a few moments ago, I said a few minutes ago, For the City and Beyond is an incredible vision God has given us, a vision that reflects his missional heart, his heart towards the needs all around us. And so this vision, it is not just this three-year campaign, that's a part of it, but this vision, honestly, it reflects our missional heartbeat as a church. It reflects, this is what we want to be about. This is our missional heartbeat as a church. This is where we're pointing ourselves in the next hour many years. We're just pointing this direction. This is our missional heartbeat as a church. But it's so much more than that. This has been so cool. This vision is bigger than us. We're beginning to realize it is bigger than us. This for the city and beyond vision is so much larger than any one person or, 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 or one church or organization. I believe we are on the front end of a movement of God's shalom partnering with other churches, partnering with other ministries, just on the, on the front end of this movement of God's shalom that will impact thousands of people. It will, it will shift the atmosphere, Lord willing, shift the atmosphere of our city and this world, which is incredibly exciting. But here's the deal. The only way this will happen is if every one of us says yes to this vision. If this vision is just a cool display case in our lobby, if this vision is just kind of this neat section of our website, it will, it will amount to very little impact, honestly. What will make the impact of this vision beyond what any of us could imagine is each one of us saying yes to being a part of it. We need you to help create a movement of shalom in our city and our world. So what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, let me summarize in one phrase how each one of you can be a part of this growing movement. Here's how. Change someone's story. That's it. Change someone's story. You don't have to change the world. Just change someone's story. If each of us here would see the needs around us and focus on changing someone's story in the next six months, the impact would be huge. So what does this look like specifically? Let me mention three specific action steps that you and I can take that can help change someone's story. First, serve. Serve. Look around you at the needs and choose to relationally move towards that need. Maybe that's becoming a kid's hope tutor. Maybe it's teaching a class at the Global Refugee Center or, or mentoring someone there. Maybe it's mentoring a, a former gang member through Jobs of Hope. Maybe it's reaching out to a family in need. There, there is a woman in, in, in my e-group, in our e-group, who has been helping a family that she knows um, and for several months now, maybe even longer than that. And their, their youngest daughter has leukemia and the family's had some housing challenges. And so she's just been walking alongside this family for months and months. And the other day in our e-group, we were meeting and, and she was kind of giving us an update. And I said to her, do, do you realize that you are exemplifying the For the City and Beyond vision? You are living out this vision. She looked shocked because she really hadn't made that connection. Oh, for the city is over here, but what I'm doing with this family, uh, that's not, no, no, no. <laughs> I was just trying to make this connection. That is absolutely the for the city and beyond vision. It's absolutely true. That's how the for the city and beyond vision moves forward. One life at a time. So look around you, listen to your heart and move towards some need in the next few months. Move towards that need. 
And could, could I be blunt here? You know, if you're a believer in Jesus and are not moving towards lost, broken people in some way, that needs to change. That needs to change. Because this is God's heart. This is Jesus' heart. Where are you and I intentionally moving towards lost, broken, hurting people? Now, if you're kind of getting fired up about this, but you're like, I don't even know where to start, you know, um, we, we want to help you in this. So we have created on our website, if you go to our website, there's a For the City and Beyond banner that you'll see. When you click on that, you'll see one of the options says serve. And if you click on that, there will be a form that you can fill out with a number of these areas and more. And you can just kind of mark the ones that you, you feel a little bit of a passion towards or whatever. And then we will have someone, someone will get in touch with you very soon and just begin to dialogue with you about the, the organizations we're partnering with with, the opportunities out there. We want to help you connect in any way that we can. So go on our website if you're wanting to explore that further um, and you're just wanting some ideas on how to make that connection. Um, but your, your heart, your love, your serving, they are essential for the God's vision moving forward. Seriously. I mean, they're essential for this vision moving forward. Without this, it doesn't happen. Serve, serve, move towards some need. A second way to change someone's story, give, give. So many of you have been giving financially to this three-year vision, 778 um, uh, people, families, businesses, you know, in that category, 778 uh, are, are giving to this, which represents a lot of you. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. Our three-year commitment total is $4.6 million, and over $1.7 million of that has already come in, which is awesome. We are right on track there, which is awesome. We've had 149 people complete their entire commitment to For the City and Beyond, and we celebrate that as well. So what are these financial donations going towards? Well, let me explain this, because I want everyone to understand this. A million dollars of the $4.6 million, a million dollars of this is going to the international things I mentioned before. International training institutes, church planting, compassion, you know, medical clinics, sex, all those things. It's going towards that. All of which happens through a 501c3 that we created called Network Beyond. So if you see Network Beyond somewhere, that's, that's what that is. It's a 501c3 we created. And that million, they, they are, they're, they're the ones that are um, focused on these, these, uh, the, these resources getting into the needs that we're talking about, the passion about, and all those things. Okay, so that's a million dollars. The other 3.6 million is going to be used locally. So 90% of that will go towards the development of the West property. And 10% of that will go towards the compassion and the marketplace and the leadership development areas I mentioned. All of the money that is donated, all of it's going directly towards this For the City and Beyond vision. So if you are not yet involved in this financially, we need you. This is a big vision. And financial resources are needed to make it happen. So here's what I'm asking. I just ask you, ask God if and how he wants you to give to this. No pressure. We're just saying, ask God if and how he wants you to give to this above and beyond your regular giving to Christ's community. You can give online. You can text to give. You can give in the offering in our services. Now, what we would ask is that if you're making a new commitment to this or if as you're sitting there, you think, man, I think we could do more, or we already finished our commitment, but man, God's laying on our heart. We want to continue to be involved in this. If you feel prompted to give beyond your initial commitment, what we're asking is that each of you would fill out a commitment, a renewed commitment card. Um, we have a new commitment card that we have put together for this, um, this purpose. And that, that commitment card is... Um, in the seat back in front of you. So it's the long kind of thing there, up, sitting upright. That card is there for you. To, you can take it home with you. You can pray about it. You can either um, you know, send it to the church, drop it by, put it in the offering plate in the next few weeks or whatever. Or if you're feeling prompted today, there's a box in the for the city area where you can fill that out and drop it in there. And it, it's for, you can do weekly, you can do monthly, or you can do a one-time gift for that. Your giving, folks, your giving is helping and will help change people's stories. And thank you to so many of you for believing in this, for believing in this vision and investing so generously in it. Third way to change someone's story, invite. Invite your e-group, for instance, to engage in this vision in a greater way. Talk about it. Um, you know, pray about it. 
Encourage people to ask people how they're engaging in this. And your e-group questions are going to be focused on that this week. Just talk about it. Encourage each other to move towards a need that, that you're passionate about. It could be as a whole group, but it doesn't have to be as a whole group. It could be just individuals. I'm, gonna, I'm passionate about refugees. I'm passionate about this. And, but, but your group is encouraging that kind of movement. So it could be invite. The other thing, invite someone you know outside of this church to be a part of this movement, to change someone's story. You know what? Here's the deal. So many people today, and I talk to people, and this is what they say to me. So many people today are looking for something they can do to make a difference. Everyone's just feeling this angst about our world, and they just want to do something to make a difference, more than just holding up a sign at a rally, honestly. They want to do something more than just holding up a sign at a rally. People want to know what they can do to be a part of a movement for good, for real good in our city, in our world. For the city and beyond is an incredible opportunity to be a part of such a movement, to be a part of God's, uh, of a God-inspired vision to bring his shalom, his wholeness into the brokenness all around us. As each one of us seeks to change someone's story, amazing things are going to happen. So I just want to say thank you for being a part of this vision. Thanks for going for it. I mean that. Thank you for going for it. You are an amazing church, and, and our God is an amazing God. He is worth this, and the people out there, they are worth this. So we thought today, we, we wanted to put in your hand some sort of tangible reminder of, of a next step about this vision. Um, ushers, if you want to begin handing those out. So we put together how we can change someone's story. So we put together a card. This is not a commitment card. We do not want you turning this in. This is a card. We want you, they're going to quickly just drop these by the, each, each row and just pass it down really quickly. We'll pick up the leftovers later, so don't worry about that, but just pass those down as quickly as possible. We want every person to have in your hand this card. This is kind of a reminder card. We created it, so it's the kind of thing that could go on your dashboard of your car, not windshield, but dashboard would be better, okay? Um, uh, or it could go on your refrigerator, right? Or it could go on your computer, you could tape it to your computer or whatever, or put it on the wall next to your desk, just as a reminder of how each one of us can make a difference. So notice on one side, the, the smaller, the, the simpler side, it just, the vision is clear, change someone's story. That's what For the City and Beyond is all about. That's the next step that we want each one of us to take. Just change someone's story. Then if you turn that over, it's the how. So the three things that I already mentioned. One is to give, and there's some information there about giving. One is to serve, just to, to listen to your heart and move towards a need. And then the third thing is just to invite. Invite others to engage with you in this vision or to engage this vision um, just in, in however God's leading them. And so we want you to take this home with you, take it home with you, and let it be, even be a prayer, a prayer reminder. Pray about what God is calling you to do and then take that next step. Now, if there are some of you here, and this is all new to you, for the City and Beyond is all new to you, we have some packets that we handed out a year ago with a brochure and a few more details about certain things. Those packets are available in the For the City and Beyond area. They're, they're white envelopes. Grab one of those if you want to um, just have some more information as you're praying about that. And always, we're available. Staff, talk to any of us uh, about any questions you have about this vision because uh, we just want all of us to engage. All right. Let's pray together. Ushers, you don't need to worry about picking those up right now. Um, we'll, just, we'll pray right now, and we'll get that after the service. So if you have extra cards, just set them on the seat beside you. We'll pick them up after the service. So let's pray together. God, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your heart for the world, your heart for our city. It is so clear in Scripture. You want your people to bring shalom to bring your shalom to their city. No matter how evil and broken their city is, that's your calling. You want people to experience wholeness, and we are your instruments for that. Thank you for this amazing calling. Thank you for this vision. Thank you for what you've done this past year. It is so exciting, just the expressions of generosity, the amazing generosity of the people here, God, in this church. Thank you. $1.7 million over and above that regular giving. God, that is just amazing. Thank you for that. Thank you for the compassion that has been demonstrated in so many ways through people here. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the partnerships that are growing and developing. Man, we're so excited about all of this. Thank you for inviting us into this vision and what you're doing. We get to be a part of just a movement to bring your shalom to our city and our world. And, and, and Father, every one of us here can be a part of this. Every one of us here can, can change someone's story, no matter how old we are, maybe we're retired, no matter how young we are, every one of us can be a part of this vision. And so I pray, God, you would open our eyes to see the people around us, the needs around us. Give us, and then God, once you open our eyes, maybe to stir in our heart a passion. Maybe, God, we're so isolated in our, in wherever we live, we're just isolated from the broken. I pray you would open our eyes to see and our hearts to be moved towards these needs. And maybe it's one particular area of need that you're saying, yeah, God, you're prompting us. I want you to move towards that. And so then I pray, God, that you would give us the courage and the compassion to move towards that need, to move towards hurting people. And, and we acknowledge it, it makes us nervous. It's so much more comfortable just to sit in our own you know, bubble or whatever. God, we, we all confess it makes us nervous to do this. But give us the grace and the courage just to say yes to move towards these needs. And in doing that, I pray for our hearts to be open wider as we meet people and we spend time with people and we grow in relationships that we would be a part of changing someone's story. And I know you're gonna change our story in the midst of that as well. So I just pray for that, God, we would be willing to do whatever you're calling us to do in terms of serving, in terms of giving, in terms of inviting we would say yes to you. And God, together we, together, we ask you to do above and beyond what we could even imagine. Would you do that? Would, would, the, would you just do, make the impact larger than we could even imagine? So one day we look back and we think, wow, look at what God has done. Look at the number of stories that have been changed. We want that. So we just pray for an increasing impact and that each one of us would engage in this the way you're calling us to. So thank you for bringing shalom to our lives and thank you for the privilege of bringing shalom to our city and our world. We love you so much. We love you, God. So let's respond um, by worshiping. We do that typically here after the message. We just want to engage in some worship for the next few minutes. So why don't you stand? If at some point you want to sit down, that's totally cool. But let's just open our hearts to what God wants to do in us and through us as we worship him. Jesus set us free to worship you.